Welcome to the Public Sector Marketing Show, a podcast for government and public sector marketing professionals who want to level up their digital marketing and social media knowledge, skills, and strategic thinking. And now, welcome your host, Joanne Sweeney. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Public Sector Marketing Show. The social media and digital world is changing so fast, but did we see the metaverse coming? The big social media announcement in the past month by Mark Zuckerberg was the change of name from Facebook Inc. to Meta, and then the introduction of a new digital universe called Metaverse. So in today's show, I'm going to do a deep dive into what the Metaverse means for all of us in the world of social media marketing. Also coming up in the show, what is Meta and why the name change from Facebook? How will Meta change public sector marketing? What is the metaverse and how can we use it to our advantage to engage citizens? And I bring you the highlights from Facebook's very first Government Digital Transformation Summit, which I had the pleasure of speaking at recently. This event brought together public sector and government officials from right across the world. And Facebook invited me to join as the public sector marketing expert. So Stay tuned, this is going to be a great episode. In today's column, I'm sharing with you my views on Meta, the Metaverse, and if we are ready for this new social media universe, let's take a couple of steps back. So the big announcement from Mark Zuckerberg came and he announced the name change. So Facebook Inc., was the holding company for all Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, Facebook Workplace. But then they wanted to do a rebrand and he introduced us to Meta. Now this had kind of been leaked, but we didn't in fact get the name until Mark himself revealed it on his Facebook Live. So the name has been, I think, generally very well received. Um, Meta means something different depending on what country that you're in so i saw a lot of discussion around that but also there was were people commentators surmising around the timing of the name change we know that whistleblower francis haugen had been speaking uh, to u.s politicians she's also due to speak to european politicians and she and others have leaked insights from the world of work within facebook so some commentators are suggesting that the timing of the rebrand was deliberately to coincide with some negative PR. Suffice to say, Facebook has been around for a long time now, what, 12, 13 years, maybe even more. And companies are always rebranding and refreshing their vision and their roadmap forward. If we think about Google a number of years ago, Google changed Google Inc. to Alphabet. And again, it's kind of like a, a corporate rebrand, if you like. But as always, somebody will always have something to say on social media. Also, during the announcement of the corporate company name change came the revelation about the metaverse. And so the metaverse is going to lean into the newest technologies. Mark Zuckerberg says that it's going to be built not just by Facebook alone, but by other technology companies. He's committed to employing 10,000 new engineers to help build the metaverse. 
and he says it's going to be an opportunity for all types of disciplines to get involved. So what is the metaverse? Well, the metaverse really is a world, a virtual world where augmented reality becomes central to our engagement with other people. So for example, you might be able to join me on the public sector marketing show, not just listening or, or watching me in a studio, but actually all of us going into a virtual location where we can discuss what I'm bringing up on the show and even engage with guests. Uh, we know that Facebook have Oculus and that's their virtual reality headset. And the metaverse is going to be seen through the vehicle of the Oculus. And of course, because Facebook are in that game, creating the metaverse gives them an opportunity to also commercialize and increase production of Oculus. So meta, metaverse, a whole new universe. You know, I was talking about this to some colleagues recently and I said, hey, I don't know if I'm even ready for the metaverse. You know, I'm all about digital advancement, but after COVID-19 and we've been separated from our family, our friends, our peers and our colleagues, you know, is the timing of metaverse right? But um, as Charlie Boyle said in her previous episode, maybe Mark Zuckerberg and his colleagues are looking at the data and maybe the time is right. However, I would love to know your thoughts on meta, the metaverse and the, this whole new social media universe. Be sure to drop me a, a tweet to at JS Tweets Digital. Level up your digital skills by taking our diploma in digital marketing, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code Digital Marketing Twenty for a twenty percent discount. Visit PublicSectorMarketingPros.com. In today's consulting segment, I am bringing you through the metaverse and seven things that you need to know. So I have gone through Mark Zuckerberg's speech and listened to his presentation. And from that, here are seven things that you need to think about when it comes to the future of public sector marketing. So in today's consulting segment, I'm going to share with you seven things that you need to know about Meta. So at their annual conference, Connect 2021, CEO Mark Zuckerberg introduced Meta, which brings together their apps and technologies under one new company brand. Think about when Google rebranded to Alphabet. So it's now the parent company. And according to the company's meta focus will be to bring the metaverse to life and to help people connect, find communities and grow businesses. So you can see Facebook is creating something bigger. The second thing that you need to know is meta is home to metaverse, that new digital concept that was introduced by Mr. Zuckerberg. So According to the company, Metaverse is the next evolution of social connection, if we ever needed one. So they say our company's vision is to help bring the Metaverse to life. So we are changing our name to reflect our commitment to this future. And really, I am still a bit reserved about what the Metaverse means to public sector marketing pros. I can see how it will benefit you, but again, it's a huge evolution and I think this is going to be under construction for many years to come. So the third thing that you need to know about the metaverse is, well, it's going to be a 3D space where you can socialize, learn, collaborate and plays in ways that go beyond what our imagination can even decipher. 
So at the moment, we're kind of in this 2D world. You know, I'm on screen. You can see me. You can hear me. You can even interact with me live on YouTube and on Facebook. And I can see that feedback. The 3D verse is going to be something much different. Mark Zuckerberg describes how the metaverse will change the way we do commerce, work, education, and even exercise. Have a watch of this video and see what it looks like in real life. If you're on the podcast listening right now, you need to jump over to our YouTube channel to have a watch of that. Hey, and welcome to Connect. Today, we're gonna talk about the metaverse, starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Imagine you put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Hey, are you coming? Yeah, just gotta find something to wear. All right, perfect. Oh, boy. oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. Hey, Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh -huh. Who made this place? It's <laughs> awesome. Right? It's from a crater I met in L.A. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. You know I had to be the robot, man. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> okay, so number four, what are the technologies that are going to be used to build the metaverse? So not surprisingly, we have virtual reality and augmented reality. So this is where we layer over a, a new reality in our existing spaces or whether in our existing spaces we have some of the new world kind of interacting around us. We also know that Facebook or Meta now, Joanne, don't forget, it's Meta. They have the Oculus. So, of course, that is the VR headset. And, of course, the Metaverse means that we need VR headsets to interact with it. So virtual reality, augmented reality, smart glasses, as well as Oculus, the smart glasses are also being created by Facebook. So of course, these are less heavy duty and perhaps more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. So there are the four technologies that will create the metaverse, virtual reality, augmented reality, smart glasses, and Oculus. The fifth thing that you need to know about the metaverse is the metaverse requires other collaborators. Mark Zuckerberg was very explicit on this point. He said, we need technologists, we need software engineers. Indeed, we need other companies to collaborate in it. It's bigger than Facebook. So to quote Mark Zuckerberg, he said, the metaverse will be a collective project that goes beyond a single company. It will be created by people all over the world and open to everyone. So watch the space. The sixth thing that you need to know about Meta is the building of a new 3D world will require responsible innovation. And Meta has built this into their mission statement because people obviously will be asking questions about the transparency, what about data protection, and what about bad actors that want to infiltrate that 3D world for their own gain. And so Meta are saying that building a safe virtual world 
is a priority for them. And they have also built some guiding principles called responsible innovation principles. And included in those are never surprise people. So communicate clearly and with lots of notice of what we're doing. We want to provide controls that matter, say meta. They want to consider everyone and ultimately they want to put people first. So that's their responsible innovation principles. And finally, number seven, the seventh thing that you need to know about Meta, it's the next evolution of the internet. So if you're already struggling to keep up, well, guess what? Brace yourself and strap yourself in because it is continuing at pace. Virtual reality and augmented reality have been mainstream for some years. Perhaps we've been using it in gaming, for example, or indeed um, in YouTube, watching a, a VR videos. But Metaverse will take these technologies into our everyday lives in the coming years and ultimately resulting in it being the next iteration of the Internet. So what do you think? Are you excited by Meta, the Metaverse? What do you think? Um, again, I've said I have my reservations, but let me know. Send me a tweet to a JS Tweets Digital. A one-stop shop digital marketing and social media resource. Join our membership academy for 12 months. Access a library of how-to videos, template strategies, and organizational policies. Monthly live coaching. Attend webinars with subject matter experts. Meet and network with public sector pros from across the world. Use the code MEMBERSHIP20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. In today's show, we don't have an interview, but instead I'm going to bring you an extract from Facebook's very first Government Digital Transformation Summit. They reached out to me and invited me along as a public sector marketing expert to join a panel from Chile, India and South Africa on what lessons have been learned from COVID-19 and how communications has shifted in a post-COVID world. So I really enjoyed taking part in the conversation. I was very much admiring and in awe of the other panel members. So here are some of the extracts from that panel discussion and the summit. Let me bring in Joanne Sweeney and it's really interesting to hear Renee describe how experts effectively have been in the limelight on uh, social media platforms during the pandemic and that's really helped spread the message. What lessons do you think um, this throws up for how government digital strategy should evolve in the future? So I think it reminds us that the internet and social media is a place where people have conversations with other people and it's no longer acceptable to hide behind the brand of a government agency. And that also, if you look at the, the Reuters digital news report of 2021, when they did their global study of over 80,000 people, they asked the question, when you use social media to get news and information, who do you use? And the top answer wasn't journalists, wasn't subject matter experts or politicians or policymakers. The answer from the people in that survey was, we actually want to hear from other ordinary people, the resonance in real time. So engaging influencers, if you want to call them influ influencers, 
or people who have micro tribes who, when they speak, their their audience listen is very important. Now, previously to before COVID, there would have been a huge nervousness about having somebody not connected to your organization speak on your behalf or speak with you. Whereas now the world has shifted here is such that they want to hear from people that they can see a bit of themselves. I call it just like me content. And I saw governments and public people are their their time um, that means that we have to do it. And also government agencies have to become the single source of truth. Leaning into influencers or other individuals does not mean that you're loosening the reins of your authority. It means you are of social voice on the topic that you have responsibility for, and that's in the public interest. In in old times, growing up in Ireland, listening to the radio, you know, my father would shout at the radio, whereas now everybody can have a conversation and they are heard on social. So having a more broader view of who is front of screen and who is sharing your message is definitely a strategy worth taking note of. In a recent episode of your public sector marketing show, you talked about public engagement and trust building. And you say it's a long time that. And what are some of the other ways in which the pandemic has had an impact on engagement and trust? So trust isn't built overnight, but trust can be broken overnight. And the conversations that government agencies are having with their public is all about the long game, that we will be with you during every crisis at every uh, crossroads in the road where you have a question, we will be there. The stats and the research from Facebook on messaging is absolutely fascinating, but it's probably not any surprise. If I think about the Australian government opening their Instagram messaging to trying to engage a younger audience around uh, lockdowns in Australia and what their requirements were from a public health point of view, and then moving over to the Irish Health Service where we have over uh, 93% of our adult population vaccinated, it became very clear clear that when messaging was resolved and people got an individual answer that they responded accordingly because as Marisa Ryan from Ireland's National Health Service said, people wanted to do the right thing and they'll do the right thing if they get a response and are, are not spoken to, are spoken at. And if we listen to Mike Ryan from the World Health Organization, the head of a emergency programs, he said that the silent heroes throughout the pandemic were those working in communications and social media who were fighting the infodemic. So the long game is committing to communications as the public want to receive it, to resourcing your teams, and to not be approaching digital comms with a feeling of fear of being called out, because guess what, that's going to happen anyway. And really just standing up right now and using the COVID opportunity to say, we proved we were agile, we proved we were responsive, we proved that we could move the dial when it came to trust, and now we're going to continue it because trust and relationship building is a long game, but it comes from commitment and conversations. You know, you're only as good as your last communications to the public and how they responded to it. So it's not about a yesterday strategy or a today strategy. It's about a long-term strategy. And what we've heard today from the contributors is that 
every single government agency here leaned into the data. The data that is provided to us from the social networks and the digital channels, that invaluable insight that allows those decision makers to take action, to create content, to dispel myths, and ultimately to get people to act on the facts and to do what's right for society. Level up your social media skills by taking our diploma in social media, plus gain an industry qualification. Use the code SOCIALMEDIA20 for a 20% discount. Visit publicsectormarketingpros.com. It's virtually impossible to keep up with the speed of social media change. Every week, the social networks are announcing a new feature or a new functionality change. So that's where I have stepped into the void and to help you bring your social media knowledge and skills up to date. The Social Media Bootcamp live classes are coming in February 2022. This is an invaluable opportunity for you to take some time out of the office, get off that communications Ferris wheel and join me and your peers in five three-hour live classes throughout February and into March. You'll also be getting some great resources to help you along the way. So go ahead and jump over to publicsectormarketingpros.com and check out the social media bootcamp. And if you're interested, register. But if you have any questions, be sure to get in touch. As always, I like to share a free resource with you. And if you haven't already, make sure that you download our new ebook on public sector marketing in the digital age, out with the old, in with the new, and how you can progress your career within public sector by leaning into digital skills. Also, there's another free resource that I want to mention. I'm currently offering free career guidance calls with public sector pros. You don't necessarily need to be working in a comms or a marketing role, but if you're considering how digital skills will help you advance your career, then certainly come and have a chat with me. I've opened up half an hour slots in my calendar right throughout the month, so go ahead and uh, download the ebook. And after you download the ebook, you will get an invitation to see my calendar. Also, a reminder that our on demand ticket from the Public Sector Digital Marketing Summit is now available. And for 200 euro, you can access all of the sessions over the two days. In total, I think about 34 sessions digital marketing, social media workshops, case studies, and keynotes and insights from public sector marketing pros right across the world on the lessons learned from COVID-19. A really nice opportunity to maybe stream some of these sessions to your own internal teams. And finally, if you haven't already, please share this show with a public sector pro you know, because you can do it much better than me. I really enjoy showing up for these episodes each and every week. I hope you enjoy them too, but most of all, I hope you find them valuable. And for now, uh, thank you for listening or indeed for watching, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Public Sector Marketing Show. This episode has ended, but your digital journey can continue. Head over to publicsectormarketingpros.com to access resources and links mentioned in today's show and to connect with Joanne and her team. Until the next time, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. 